I don't think I know a single disc golfer who doesn't want to improve their distance in this game. So let's give some more tips on how you can improve your distance in disc golf and finally become a certified bomber. Let's get into this episode right now. Welcome everybody into the Chain Clinkers Disc Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Quentin Ferris, here with another fantastic disc golf episode. Today, like I said, we are going to be talking about how you can become a further thrower in the disc golf game. And this is one that goes out to especially all the new listeners and all the newer players. And it sucks when you play with someone who is really talented at disc golf and really, really good and throws it four or 500 feet with no problems and you're throwing like 200 feet. This episode's for you. We're going to get you up from 200. We're going to get you to 300. If you're at 300, we're trying to get you to 400. If you're at 400, we're trying to get you to 500. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's episode, are you ready to take your disc golf game to new heights? Look no further than Upper Park Disc Golf, the premier destination for top quality disc golf bags and accessories. With a wide range of stylish and functional bags, you'll have everything you need to dominate the course. And here's the best part. Use promo code CLANKERS10 at checkout and get an exclusive 10% discount on your order just for listening to this podcast. Elevate your game with Upper Park Disc Golf. Visit UpperParkDiscGolf.com today and use promo code CLANKERS10 to save 10% on your next order and support this show. Like I said, we are talking about how to improve your distance. And the first step that comes with trying to throw 500 feet is you have to have proper form and technique. This is something that I find myself hitting a lot with some newer disc golfers that I'm playing with a lot right now is I can see a lot more of the form breakdowns and a lot more of where we're coming up short, which I think is helpful hopefully for you guys if you're following us on tiktok and instagram at chain clankers disc golf because you get to see some of those and you get that real quick in the moment how to fix this form and technique but you want to focus on building that solid foundation of throwing mechanics in the first place like if you're not comfortable just throwing a frisbee to a partner or a tree or whatever, then I think that's kind of the starting place. Like get comfortable with a disc in your hand and get comfortable just kind of throwing it around. Practice the X step or the run up, the technique to generate that momentum and increase your throwing power. Pay attention to your grip, release angle, follow through to ensure that proper disc flight. And it's important to note here that stance and footwork. You need to start with a balanced stance with your feet about shoulder width apart, maybe a little bit wider. Your body should face the target, implement a smooth and controlled X step or run up where you take a series of steps to generate momentum. The footwork should be synchronized with the timing of your throw. And something that's huge on this is when you get into that throwing position, think of a baseball player. A baseball player, more times than not, is going to have that front foot in front of the back foot. If you are parallel or if you have that back foot in front of the front foot, you're going to struggle to generate power and throw 500 feet because your hips just aren't getting engaged like they should be. The second thing in this 
form that you want to make sure you get right is your grip. The most common grip used in disc golf is that power grip where you place your index finger along the rim of the disc with the remaining fingers curled underneath the disc for support. The thumb should rest on the flight plate opposite of the index finger. Experiment with this grip, strengthen the finger placement, and whatever feels most comfortable and provides you control because I think that's something that's important also is yes, we want to throw 500 feet but we want to have control while we're throwing 500 feet. If your buddy can throw 500, but it is not even remotely close to where he wanted it to go or to the target, it doesn't really help you that much. Where if you're throwing 275 and you're getting exactly where you want to be or within 30 feet of that, I think you should be pretty happy with that. Absolutely. Next is the reach back and the pull through. As you reach back, extend your arm fully and keep the disc close to your body. This ensures a longer level for generating power as you initiate the forward swing. Focus on pulling through in a straight line toward the target. This helps maximize accuracy and distance. The next thing that you need to keep in mind is that hip rotation and torque. Like I was talking about with the footwork is that you want to make sure those hips are getting engaged in your torso as well in this throwing motion. So start with those hips facing away from the target and rotate them explosively toward the target as you initiate the forward swing. This hip rotation generates power and adds torque to your throw. This is One of the biggest things that I think new players struggle with is this hip rotation because they think all the power comes with the arm. False. If you are hitting a baseball with your arms and you're not using your legs, you're not going to have a lot of success because you're not going to be getting a lot of hard contact and your hits are going to be pretty weak and you probably won't be hitting them as much. When you use... those legs and you use your hips that is literally legit that's where all the power comes from it doesn't matter how big you are it doesn't matter how lengthy your arms are your arms should not be doing most of the throw you should not be sore from playing disc golf like your arms should not be sore your shoulder especially should not be sore and that was I think a misconception that I wasn't even really aware of until a little bit ago within you know the last two years is that you don't need to be in the gym working on your shoulders. You should be in the gym working on your hips, working on your legs, working on your core. That is where all of the power is coming from. That right there is how you generate the extra 100 feet. It's in your hips and it's in your feet and your footwork. I think those are massive. And it's all in that weight transfer, right? During that throw, you need to be shifting your weight from the back foot to your front foot, and you need to be doing it on time to ensure that energy adds power to your throw. It doesn't take away. If your reach back is already halfway done, like you're already back to your chest by the time that front foot lands, you don't have enough power there to throw 500. If you're too late and your hips have already engaged and are swinging and your arm is lagging behind, you're going to have accuracy issues. And again, you're not going to be throwing 500. I think a great drill to work on this weight transfer is you don't even have a disc in your hand. You're just sitting there going through that timing. Take that last step and just make sure that you're at the peak of your reach back when that front foot lands. That's how you know you have good timing. If you're at the peak of that reach back when that front foot lands, check. You have great timing. If not, 
you're going to need to work on that because the follow through is the last really critical part in this form and technique breakdown. After releasing the disc, allow the throwing arm to naturally extend forward, leading to a smooth follow through. Follow through should be balanced and fluid with your weight shifting onto your front foot. And something about that follow through that I got some slack on TikTok for is that I had said that you should... During your follow-through, you should not be falling off the T-pad. If you are falling off the T-pad, then you're losing momentum, you're losing power, you're losing distance because you're not bracing properly. You need to brace in that front leg and rotate on your heel and drive up. You should not be falling. If you're falling off the T-pad, you're losing all of that momentum. It's wasted. And so something I like to think about the T-pad is think of it like it's a cliff. You should not be falling off of the cliff when you throw. And some people said, oh, well, the pros do it. Not always. Not, you know, and even just because the pros do it doesn't mean it works for you. How many big leaguers do something that would never work in Little League? Just because a pro is doing it and it works for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you. They probably have other things that can uh, overcompensate and kind of get themselves right, I guess. Before we move on with today's episode, let's take a break and hear from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, and we are back with the second thing that I want to really hammer home here. The first thing was the proper form and technique, which we just went through all the ways of how you should be utilizing that proper form, right? So the next thing that is important here is increasing that arm speed. Arm speed is crucial in generating distance. Focus on accelerating your arm through the throwing motion. Start slowly by gradually increasing the speed as you approach the release and engage your core and use your whole body to generate that maximum power. You want to think of your arm speed kind of like, and your throw in general is like a whipping motion, like you're whipping that disc out. You're, the, the force is making the disc release from your hand. You're not letting go. If you're letting go of the disc, then that's something you want to work on because you should never at any point be thinking to yourself, okay, I'm letting go now. You're going to lose some rotation, some spin. It's not going to fly as far. So here are some key factors for how you can increase your arm speed. The first one is focus on that proper technique, everything we already just talked about. The second is strengthening your arm muscles. So building strength in your arm muscles can increase arm speed, incorporate exercise 
exercises, excuse me, that target the forearm, biceps, triceps, and shoulder muscles. I know earlier I had said, you know, you shouldn't be all focusing 100% on your shoulders. That's still true. You shouldn't be focusing only on your shoulders. Your hips and legs, I still think, come first. But if you're trying to up your arm speed, just overall working on all those muscles in your arm are going to be good. So some exercises to consider, wrist curls, bicep curls, tricep extensions, and shoulder press. Those are all really good, but definitely recommend consulting with any fitness professionals for a tailored strength and conditioning program for yourself. The next one is develop flexibility. So having that range of motion and having the ability to move your shoulders and arms can help you achieve a significantly more fluid and powerful throwing motion. So stretching is really good. I I try to stretch even before, like if I'm predominantly backhand, but if I know I'm going to throw an overhand or a forehand, I try to stretch a little bit before I do that just to really make sure I'm loose and going. The next thing is practice those throwing mechanics. Consistently practicing throwing mechanics helps develop muscle memory and efficiency. So that muscle memory is big also. During your throw, you don't want to be having to think about everything that's going on. You want your brain to effectively shut off during your throw and nothing's going on and that muscle memory just takes over. A sneaky tip is using lighter weight discs. Training with lighter weight discs can help increase your arm speed using discs that are 10, 20 grams lighter. So if you're throwing a 175, maybe like a 155, 160. And using those discs to generate that higher arm speed. As you become comfortable with lighter discs, gradually transition back to regular discs and transfer with that additional arm speed. The last thing that I am going to hit on for arm speed here is gradual increase in your effort. So work on gradually increasing the intensity and effort in your throws. Start with controlled medium speed throws and gradually ramp up the speed and power as you become more comfortable and confident. Remember, increasing arm speed takes time and consistent practice. It's not an overnight thing. It's important to focus on proper technique and gradually building strength and speed to avoid injury. Consult with experience disc golfers or coaches like our podcast for even more personalized tips and guidance to help you increase your arm speed effectively so guys let's recap real quick if you're trying to increase your distance the two things we've really hit on that we've gone in depth today are develop that proper form and technique which we walk through as well as increasing that arm speed i do think those are two of the things that you can do right now today that are going to require some effort and require you to maybe get out in the field and practice 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 and kind of overhaul how you throw in order to get there but obviously you're gonna have to do a little bit of that if you want to increase your distance now Here are some other things you can do. The first one is that disc selection. Choosing discs that are designed for maximum distance, like high-speed drivers with a stable or understable flight characteristic, are often used for long-distance throws. So you need to make sure you're experimenting with different discs, different plastics, different stabilities, different, um, what else can you do, weights. And find what works best for your throwing style. But again, you want to make sure you still have some accuracy with it. It doesn't matter if you can flip a Innova Mamba that's like 11.6, negative 5.1. It doesn't matter if you can flip that and throw that thing 700 feet. If you're 400 feet off the fairway because of how right it went, it does not matter. It did not actually help you. The fourth tip is 
is practice that physical conditioning. We talked about it a little bit earlier. You want to work on getting yourself in the gym more active, even if it's just around the house. That's going to happen and help you prevent injuries. It's going to help you be stronger on the course, the core, the hips, the legs, all of those kinds of exercises. You want to get that in and going now. The fifth is practicing and consistency. Consistent practice is key to improving your distance throws. Set aside dedicated practice sessions to work on your technique and power. Focus on quality over quantity. This is huge. Focus on quality over quantity. I would rather you get 10 throws that are perfect. You did everything right, just as if you were in a tournament and you're really working on what you have wrote down and decided you're working on today. Over you putting up 200 throws and you got nothing out of it. If you just go to the course and just try to bomb and go for a max distance PR over 200 throws, you're probably going to lead to a higher probability of injury and you're not improving anything and you're probably just building bad habits. So instead, practice on one specific thing and practice until you get it right and then move on to the next specific thing and then move on to the next one. Do that over time and really be deliberate with it and that is going to help you improve your disc golf game significantly and you're going to become a further thrower of the disc golf disc Guys, remember, achieving 500-foot throws takes time and dedication. Progress may be gradual, so be patient and persistent in your training. Focus on building strong foundation of a technique and gradually increasing power and distance over time. Enjoy the journey of improving your disc golf skills and have fun along the way. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed today's podcast, and hopefully, we will see you out there on the course throwing 500 feet soon. That's going to wrap it up. Make sure you hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Follow us on TikTok at Chain Clankers Disc Golf. It's really going good over there. Almost 4,000 followers. Help us get to 4,000, and we will see you guys next week.